online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. It is Thursday, July the 13th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 895 of the show. Uh, man, if you missed our first hour, you missed a really good hour. We had a uh, Shane Albion from the university of Mount Olive from the down East wood ducks and from a Rendell parrot Academy. That's right. He is now going to be, he is uh, replacing Hugh Pollock when well, nobody can replace Hugh Pollock. Hugh Pollock is a legend, but he will be, uh, he will be the voice of parrot Academy football coming up uh, here in the fall. I know I was talking to Jason and Brian about it yesterday, and we were we're excited about that. Listen, I love Hugh Pollock. I adore that man. He's a Hall of Famer in his own right. But uh, I, I'm very excited to see what Shane Alvey is going to do behind the mic at uh, Hodges Field on the beautiful campus of Arundel Parrot Academy. Uh, that's that's going to be awesome. That's going to be a lot of fun for him. But we had uh, Sugar Shane on, and then uh, ending our hour, we had Don Bryant on, Danielle Bryant from uh, from uh, this great weekend that's coming up, SJG Sports. They're uh, having a sports reunification alumni weekend. Tomorrow night, there's going to be a big award ceremony over at the Kensington Community Center, a game night over there. It's going to be just so much fun. Dinner, everything over there. Uh, you can check that out uh, tomorrow night. Uh, then there's going to be a softball game out at LCC. There's going to be uh, basketball going on throughout the county. It's just going to be awesome, but I appreciate uh, Mr. Bryant for coming on with me here at the tail end of our first hour. He'll be a guest with us tomorrow, too. <coughs> Excuse me. Joining me here in just a few moments is going to be uh, just a dear friend of mine. I mean, she has uh, – you talk about somebody who knows Lenore County and uh, has reported on some of the uh, the biggest issues, some of the biggest moments – in Lenora County history uh, over the previous, goodness gracious, 25, 30 years or so. Uh, she, she's done two tour of duties here in Kinston, as a, first as a reporter and a city editor for the Kinston Daily Free Press back in the late 90s and early 2000s. And then I got on my hands and knees. I begged her. I even drove her U-Haul truck from LaGrange, Georgia, to Kinston to have her come and work with me uh, at the Free Press when I uh, took over as the editor. It's my dear friend, uh, and I can't even state that highly enough. I, I love this person as if she's my own sister. It's Jennifer Schrader joining us live here on our Spence Automotive guest line this morning. You know, and I was saying this in the first hour, Schrader. I can't call you Jennifer. I don't think I've ever called you Jennifer to your face or on the phone. You're Schrader. You're, you've always been Schrader to me. Yeah, you make me sound old. <laughs> no, you're not old. You're younger than I am. Not by much. <laughs> <laughs> but you are. Listen, we have got over the next 30 minutes or so, we have got so much to talk about. Uh, I want to get everybody caught up on you. You were a popular columnist when you were here, too. Like I said, two tours of duty. You saw some of the roughest times in Kinston and Lenora County's history with the historic floods that came through in the late 90s. And and then even when you came back, uh, you, you you helmed the free press for uh, – I, I was bragging on your 70- and 80-hour weeks that you were working when I was out, when you stepped up into uh, the void that was created when I had to – step away from the free press for a while and it wasn't just a two-week thing or a <coughs> you know or even a two-month thing 
you did that for six or seven months. Heck, it might have even been right at eight months. And uh, I'll, I'll never be able to tell you how much I appreciate you. And I, I, I hope that's a common refrain of this interview with you here is uh, that uh, just how much I appreciate you, Schrader. I mean, I love you. I appreciate you. This town, this community is a lesser place without you in it. And I mean that sincerely. Well, I appreciate that. We had a really good team that was willing, partly because you're the best hype man anybody could ever have, <laughs> but with everybody, with maybe one or two exceptions, but most everybody was willing to just grind, and we did. Well, and that's how we got through that. Well, you were amazing, and uh, like I said, I, I will never. I mean, it, it's now been what? Uh, good gosh, can you believe that's been eight years ago now? We're coming up on the eight years ago. That's amazing to me. But uh, yeah. you, you carried the team. I mean, you carried the team and put out award-winning content and uh, that time, too. You're just an amazing leader in and of yourself, too. Listen, let's uh, for people who don't know who you are, Jennifer Schrader, why don't you, uh, what I like to do, and I can't believe I'm in my 895th show, and I've not had you on the show with me. What the hell have I been thinking? But introduce yeah. yourself But introduce yourself to our audience, and like I said, uh, the old-timers or the people who've been here for a while, they know who you are, but just uh, tell us about where you grew up, how you came to Kinston, where you went to school, all that. Well, I'm originally from Illinois, and when I graduated college, my main goal was to get out of Illinois. And when I started looking for a job, I basically got a couple interviews in North Carolina and drove until I almost hit ocean, and that's how I wound up in Kinston. And that was my first professional job other than an internship. Yeah. And I, I was there for five years and I mean when when your first job includes God at this point I don't know how many hurricanes there were but there were several <laughs> major ones and 9-11 and anthrax and all that that's a very interesting set of events to have in your formative years <laughs> no joke and wound up leaving there and coming here to LaGrange and stayed for 12 years. And then, like you said, you begged me to come back. So hey, I tell did. everybody, tell everybody. It wasn't once that I begged you. It was at <clears> least <throat> three or four times. And even to the point where uh, we decided that when you were going to come, I was like, hell, I'll drive you. People think I'm joking when I say this, Trader, but you got to tell them the truth. I drove your U-Haul truck from, uh, from LaGrange back here to Kinston, didn't I? You did. <laughs> you did. You were sitting, and you had a little crew there to unload it. Uh huh. So, and when I got there, there was an apartment full of my stuff. I didn't know where <laughs> anything was, but there it was. That was so much fun, man. You were talking about the crew. Well, you know what? I want to backtrack, though, to your original tenure when you were here. Like you said, that five years for the, the last. 
what, three years, I guess, of the 90s, the first couple of years of the 2000s. You and I overlapped by, I think, about six months or so uh, when I got here in October of 2002. But I was so impressed with you and, and, and the reputation that you had out in the community. I just remember, and I, I say this with all sincerity, I mean, I remember Roger Dale just bragging about you and just how fearless you were uh, in, you know, when you would be shadowing him or covering something. But, uh, who were some of those members of that crew that was here uh, when you were here in, in your first tenure uh, for the free press? Oh, well, there were, it was kind of a, the first time there were so many, but Lee Rayner was the managing editor for several years and Lance Bacon was here for a while and Melinda Sawyer, I know you know her. I love Melinda, yes. And just um, Corey Hess. She is in Wisconsin now and working for Wisconsin Public Radio. And I I'm, I feel like a proud aunt. <laughs> I'm so proud of her. She was president of their press association for a while. And this is doing awesome. And I, Kinston was her first job, too. So I'm so proud. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why well, the late Lee Rayner, who you were, you referred to there at the beginning, uh, she was my first, I guess my first immediate supervisor when I got here and, uh, Lee was pretty unique. Wasn't she? Yes. That's a good word. <laughs> I got to tell this story. You know, there was supposed to be no smoking in the in the office, you know. And I would remember I, where I was as a sports editor then, Trader, was, you know, I sat out there in the bay. I was one bay over from you. And, you know, obviously being in sports, you know, you work until 1130, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Back in the old days when, you know, we did sports and all that. And I remember one night, you know, I'm out there. I think I just got back from a game, and I'm right typing up my story, getting ready to lay out my pages and everything. And I look over at her office. She's had her office door closed, okay? But there's smoke pouring out from, and I'm not exaggerating here. You know this, Schrader. Smoke pouring out from under her door, and I'm like, oh, my God. And she had her blinds drawn. I'm like, oh, my God, is her office on fire? So I she bang on the door. Lit, she? Yes, she did. Uh, I bang on the door, and she had, uh, I don't even, she had dozed off. She had, was working, and uh, and she had a little fire on her desk from her cigarette that she was smoking. Okay? How oh about that? Uh -huh, so oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was blown away, she, and she was sleeping through it. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen, and uh, anyway, that, that, that's that, one of my, that, I hate to say that's one of my favorite memories of her, though. <laughs> well, let me tell you something that's slightly less dangerous and okay. also funny. She had a bird named Watson, and she talked about that bird so much <laughs> that one of our reporters thought that Watson was her husband. <laughs> Oh, so when she talked about having to clean up Watson's cage, they thought that her husband lived in a cage? No, I don't think she talked <laughs> about that so much, but it was Watson did this and Watson did that. And, you know, because she smoked so much and it was a talking bird, <laughs> she said she came downstairs one day and did that smoker's cough that they do every morning. And I guess Watson must have heard somebody say it because Watson said, 
gotta stop smoking. <laughs> oh my God. That is too funny. No, I hadn't heard that story. I, that's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. she loved that bird. You know what? I vaguely remember her talking about. We didn't have the clo- the closest relationship in the interest of full disclosure. Uh, she and I didn't have the closest uh, relationship, but, but she was well, old school. She journalism. And I didn't either. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. But, <laughs> but she was, she was a, she was an old school journalist and she wasn't afraid to put a red mark on your uh, story when you took it into her, was she? No. And she, <laughs> we had a part-time photographer that she literally wadded up one of his pictures and threw it back at him. <laughs> Oh, that man. was a fun night. Oh, I bet it was. I bet it was. That's what I'm telling you, man. These kids, the, okay, I got to do it, Schrader. These kids these days, they don't know how good they have it, you know? I mean, oh, I totally agree. I mean, I think about her. I, one of my earlier bosses, too, when I was in Western North Carolina, was a guy. He was really a, we were part of a conglomerate, I guess you could say, but Chris Hobbs was in Hickory, and we would exchange stories. Uh, I was in Shelby and in Gastonia, he was in Hickory. Let me tell you something, man. You'd send a story to him. He would call you, and and I'm telling you, Schrader, he would cuss you out and say, I can't even say what he would say. He's like, what is this mess that you have sent me? Your numbers don't add up, blah, blah, You think you're getting a story from me? You better get this right before you get it. And then you wouldn't even have a chance to say anything, and he'd hang up on you. I mean, can, can you imagine some of these soft people these days getting that kind of uh, – getting that kind of uh, – uh, editing, I guess is the best way I can say it. there are words I want to say that I can't say Schrader. <laughs> yeah. That'd probably be in meeting with HR at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I want to talk a little, well, I'll tell you what, before we get that, cause I do want to talk about the state of newspapers and the state of media at this point, we're going to get to that here in a, in a couple minutes, but I did want to just, uh, I begged you to come back. You did. We loved you in Kinston. I mean, uh, again, it was it was like getting the crew back together. I mean, we and you were talking about the crew we had, man. I mean, when you look and we had Janet, uh, Janet Sutton, our photographer. We had Zach Fraley. We had Junius doing sports, uh, who's going through kind of a tough time right now. And listeners to the show know that. Uh, but uh, I, I'm trying to remember. Were you there for Wes Brown? I think Wes was before you, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about West Wolf? I was there for West Wolf. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. West Wolf. Uh man, we we had a heck of a crew. And I know I'm forgetting somebody and I apologize profusely, but tell me who I've forgotten and uh, we we had us a great award winning crew, didn't we? We did. And like I said, they with one or two exceptions, they were all willing. I mean Well, they, I didn't I didn't they, mention the one person who was an exception, okay? Well, and I'm not going to either, <laughs> but go. there you go, but we know, and that's fine, but with everybody was willing to, I mean, they knew what was going on. They knew the seriousness of the situation and then they realized that a paper needed to get out every day and that's, that's what you need is people who are just willing to do that every day and it was I really appreciated that when I got back to LaGrange because I didn't have that here yeah and uh, let people know I mean you were working for what was the name of the what is the name of the paper in LaGrange it it's the LaGrange Daily News okay and uh well and and that's all we'll say about that I mean I they were they stole you twice you know yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't believe they did. Yeah, and I even drove your truck back uh, when you went back to Lagrange. Well, let's talk about what I did after I left the Lagrange Daily News the second time. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's hear that. I worked as a jailer in the local jail. That's here. right, Jennifer Schrader, comma jailer. I went through the training and got pepper sprayed in the face and everything. Gosh, I wish they would have let me do that. That would have been awesome. <sighs> Honestly, <laughs> you know, when you go to jail school, they talk about all the people at the jail want to do is talk, oh, you're going to get sprayed in the face and it's so bad. But that's all they talk about. There are really other things at jail school that go on that they should tell you about. And for me, Pepper spray was not the worst part, if that tells you how jail school was. Yeah. It was it was interesting. That is awesome. Jennifer Schrader on the line with us right now, former managing editor, former city editor, former reporter for the Kinston Daily Free Press back in the day. She is our big interview today, and our big interview is brought to you every day by UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston, for all your healthcare needs. Or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the title sponsor of the big interview. And let's jump right back into it. It's my dear friend, Jennifer Schrader, live on our Spence Automotive guest line from uh, Georgia right now. You are still in Georgia, right? I am. That's what I thought. I thought you were still in uh, in LaGrange. But uh, joining us, like I said, on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. And, you know, and I don't want to take shots at the free press. I really don't. Or And it's not even really at the free press. It's just that it, news media in general, and you are – the same kind of person that I am Schrader, that if you, if I cut your veins right now, ink would come out of your veins, not blood, but ink would, you're just that you were that dedicated to the industry. You were that dedicated to being a, a an ethical and a, uh, professional journalist like myself, it's got to have given you some heartburn and some pain and all that, just the state of newspapers, the way they are right now. And we know how they are here in Eastern North Carolina. I mean, the free press is now, from 77 subscribers is what I heard the latest number is. And it's a, it's a weekly now. I, I think it comes out on Thursdays and just, we've become a news desert here in uh, Kenston, Lenore County. What is it like uh, down in LaGrange, Georgia? Well, you're right. I am old school too. And it, it bothers me. The, the main newspaper here is, I mean, they, they're owned they only, I think they only publish on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they come through the mail too. They don't have carriers, but they they still have an office here in town, and they're they're still trying. So, yeah, I got to give them credit for that. Yeah, you got. Is it now? Are they family owned, or are they uh, owned by a conglomerate like uh, all our papers here in our neck of the woods? They're the company is Boone, and that is a family it's based in i think alabama but it's it's not run by a family 
it's not run like a family company. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, this will be great. It's like a family. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, I just but, think back to when I joined you in 2002, in October of 2002 at the Kansas Daily Free Press. And what well, the newsroom had more than 20, the newsroom had more than 20 people in it when you considered, uh, you know, the photographers and the sports department and everything. And to now there's not even anybody based in Lenore County. And again, let me say this because I know I don't want this to get back to the powers that be and that, oh, Hanks and Schrader are taking shots at the free press. I'm not taking shots at the free press. The people who are still trying to do it, Trevor Donnell is the uh, editor of the three papers. They're doing the best they can with the hand that they've been dealt. You know what I mean? It's kind of like what you and I went through. Uh, you know, when I left the free press, I just decided I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't lay off anybody else. And then even when you left, it was pretty much the same thing. You had got sick of it and you couldn't, we couldn't lay off any more people. Now they're to yeah, the point. I, Go ahead. I was, I was not in a situation where if I had lost a job, I would be able to survive. Yeah. yeah. So I needed to do something. And unfortunately, that meant coming back here. Unfortunately, yes. And like I said, when I left, I thought I was doing a good thing uh, because well, we were down to, what, six people in the newsroom at that point or whatever. And I was like, you know what? If I leave, and yes, you know, I was the editor, so I, my salary was bigger than, you know, what you guys made. But I thought, you know, if I leave, that means they won't have to lay anybody off for a couple of years. Uh, that wasn't the case. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, but, uh, just the, the state, I can tell you here and I, I've, you've got to give BJ Murphy some credit. I mean, uh, with his formation of news news, he's tried to, uh, fill the void here in, uh, Kensal and North County. And he really has, uh, I mean, Christy who writes for him does a pretty good job. Uh, he's got a couple other writers that, you know, have done it, but it's just, it's not the same Schrader. I mean, it, well, it's, it's go ahead. I have to say. Something on BJ's site a couple weeks ago impressed me. When the, when the tornado came through the plaza with the Piggly Wiggly and where, where Spence's shop is, yep. um, they there was a picture. I mean, somebody from News News went out there and talked to the people at the furniture store, and there was a picture there of the woman from News News giving a hug to the woman at the furniture store. And that is the kind of relationship you can have with the community if you're in the community. Yeah. If well, you're just calling from 45 minutes away, you're not going to get that kind of coverage. You're going to get a very bland, basic whatever yeah just press releases printing press releases but i gotta tell you that's the the difference with christy and i i I hope at some point if you're ever back up in this neck of the woods i would love to introduce you to her christy bach or christy kelly now is her name uh she is she she really tries hard she uh she's a, a a damn good writer and uh and that's the kind of relationship that she has tried to build with uh with the community here. So she, she's done a really good job. And again, like I said, I, I got to give uh, BJ some credit. He is trying. He needs more sponsors. He needs more, you know, people to, to buy into it, I guess. But again, uh, I credit to someone who's trying to fill that news void. And let me tell you, dude, it, uh, dude, uh, Schrader, it's, po- <laughs> I know I've called you dude about a million times in our lives. Yeah. You, 
I and you got me saying it now. <laughs> I say it all the time. I love it. Don. It's, that's it's sad. That, that, that's my only. There you go. My legacy is having Jennifer Schrader say, "Dude," but uh, where was I going with that? Before I threw myself off there. Just that uh, we are a news desert now, and it breaks my heart because I think about. I think about the 70 hour weeks I put in. I think about the 70 hour weeks that you put in getting paid for 40 and working 70 and, you know, and even the hard work at Janet and Zach and Junius and Wes Wolf and Noah and everybody else that did to, uh, get the paper out all the time. And now there's, there's no legacy there anymore, dude. No. And I mean, it's just sad because that community, You know, I've always kind of been a fan of the underdog. The town I grew up in and the county I grew up in was a very small town. And the the bigger town was always kind of taking shots at the smaller town. So we were, you know, "Ah, heck with you, you know, we're going (laughs) to. And I'm trying to be careful. I was about to say thank you. I I was going to say thank you for cleaning that up. I appreciate it. Yeah. And. And when I got to Kinston, Kinston is obviously, I mean, they, they're kind of the underdog in many ways. Yeah. They get, you know, textiles and tobacco left at the same time. And then they get one or two jobs with maybe 50 people at each place. And they'd start to get some footing. And then a hurricane would come through. And then a crime spree. And then this, that, and the other. And then maybe something else. And then, oh, maybe the transpark's going to take off. And then maybe not. And it, it's just been a struggle. And those people in Kinston deserve better. And they deserve to have a paper that's going to cover what's going on in their community. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. No, I agree wholeheartedly with you. You wrote a uh, letter to the editor uh, a few weeks ago that was published by uh, News News. wasn't published by uh, the Free Press for some reason. I don't know why that was. He said, <laughs> he, he said in uh, sarcasm font. But uh, And you, you alluded to some of that, that this area needs a paper like it had back, well, like it had for 130 years that was, yeah. you know, had their fingers on the pulse. Just uh, tell me a little bit about that letter. Well, it was... It was the beginning of hurricane season, and I had known, obviously, that that Kinston didn't have an office there, didn't have a reporter there, didn't have anything there. And I'm, you know, my mind is thinking, worst case scenario, what are they going to do if a hurricane comes? Are they going to chopper people in? How are they going to do this? Because I have been there for hurricanes, and I know what happens is that if you think you're just going to come up 70 and be there, (laughs) maybe... Maybe not. And and if you think you're going to come around any of the other roads, maybe not, because they're going to flood too. And if you really want to get in and into it, I can tell you which road is going to flood first. But I, it just it bothered me that they don't have a – because when you have an incident like that, you're going to have to have people – if you're going to have any kind of coverage that's more than a press release from the weather service, you're going to have to have people there. And if you're going to have, at at that point, even if you're just putting stuff online, people are going to need to know that information is critical. 
No, you're spot on. You're a hundred percent correct. And, and go ahead. And when it and when it's over, if you want to have any kind of impact on the community and showing people what's going on, you got to get out and talk to actual people. You can't sit at a desk an hour away and talk to some woman who had to sit in her attic because her house flooded and got rescued by the National Guard and talk to her about her situation and have it be any kind of decent story unless you're sitting with her at the shelter at LCC or somewhere else. Well, you're, you, you're, you're you, spot you on about do that. It. Yep. You, you have to be, I mean, I, there, we've had some incidents here lately. We had four tornadoes hit this county this spring. Wow. And this county made a few mistakes. <laughs> and, you know, disasters at this point are kind of my forte. And I wrote an email to them, and I was kind of on fire then, too. And I, <laughs> one of the lines was, have you ever smelled a FEMA trailer? If you did, you'd remember it. Yeah. And I just, I mean, if you want to cover a disaster right, you need to get out and know what it smells like. Wow. And that's what makes you the journalist that you are. And listen, I hate to do this. We are getting up against the clock here. Uh, but I know I've got to give you the opportunity to, uh, respond to this. I know, uh, you know, you and I message back and forth at least once a week, would you say probably, or at at least once every couple of weeks. Yeah. And, uh, Something got up in your crawl uh, about uh, the Crime Stoppers here in uh, Kinston, Lenore County. Schrader, I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk about that. What, what, what bothered you about that, my friend? Well, first of all, the optics of having Crime Stoppers raffle off guns. <laughs> I thought just the optics alone is a little off especially in that community that's had such a problem with crime. And even recently, you know, the two EMS people that happened to get caught in the crossfire, the gang, whatever, that broke out. And, I mean, do those people on that Crime Stoppers board that voted for that, if those guns one day get in the wrong hands, do they want that on their conscience? And I know they're just hunting rifles or whatever, but they can do damage too. I mean, things can happen. You're right. They can. Here's where, okay, now I'm going to, you, you are, that's your opinion. I got to give you my opinion. I really, and I told you this, I really didn't have that big of a problem with it because I think the people that are entering this raffle are people that are wanting to support crime stoppers. And if they win that, you got to think they're going to be more responsible than the average bear. I mean, like I have a couple of weapons, but I keep them locked up and yeah, you know, I'm a fierce second, uh, amendment, uh, fierce second amendment advocate. Uh, although I am a libertarian, uh, with, even though that means I'm a libertarian. Anyway, my point is I'd like to think that the people who win that, uh, that raffle and win those, uh, firearms that they're going to take really good care of them. But I can see what you were saying about the optics of it, Schrader. Well, and I mean, they might take really good care of them, but somebody might break in their house one day and take them. 
<laughs> that is true too. So let's hope and, let's hope that they have them locked up like I have mine locked up. Okay. Well, and let me just say too, I'm not so. Oh, we need to go to every house and take everybody's guns, and nobody can have guns. I I am not that person. Okay. I grew up in a very rural area of Illinois. I grew up with guns. It was a time when the kids, the guys could drive their trucks to the high school and have their gun rack in the yeah, back of the I truck. Did, and I nobody did that said, too, yep. A deer hunting at my school was basically <laughs> considered a, an excused absence. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. I think if they banned assault rifles today, they wouldn't be going from house to house. They'd just quit selling them. You know, I don't think it's going to be like some people are saying it's going to be. Well, I agree with you on that part. Like I said, there, uh, you and I agree on some stuff. We disagree on some stuff. But one thing you and I can't agree on, Danny Rice is listening right now. And he said, <laughs> awesome interview. He just sent me a message. Awesome interview with Jennifer, one of my favorite people. And he didn't put one exclamation point behind it. He put two exclamation points behind it, Schrader. <laughs> well, he's a good guy. Well, He's hey, one of my help, favorite Kinston people, too. Hey, help me talk him into running for city council. I, that's one thing. I think we need somebody with uh, with his experience, with his love of Kinston uh, on the city council, and I can't talk him into it. So I know you guys message back and forth a lot. Uh, maybe you can maybe you can do what I can't do, Schrader, and get him to run, okay? Maybe. There you go. Listen, Jennifer Schrader, thank you so much, my friend. Again, I'll – end with what i started with thank you for being my friend thank you for everything you did for me eight years ago and not just for me but for our community and i'll never never be able to repay you for that i can drive you i can drive your u-haul all over the country it still won't be enough times okay okay listen Trader, well, hopefully th- you won't have to do that because u-hauls are really uncomfortable <laughs> yes they are yes they are listen trader thank you so much uh let's get you back on here before the end of the year what do you think Okay. There you go. I'm sure something else will come up I'll be mad about. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. There you go. That's Jennifer Schrader. Let's get John and Jonathan here to play the birthday game. And we'll end today's show right after that. Today is Thursday, July the 13th in the year of our Lord 2023. It's now time to play birthday game. It's that game we play every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, just to let people know, you know I'm only working nine days this month, right, John? I don't think there's a squirrel, <laughs> a rodent, a human. Single-celled organism. Single-celled organism. There's not an amoeba anywhere on the, in this hemisphere that doesn't know that by now. Well, this is day four of the nine-day work month, okay? I'm almost halfway there, dude. Hmm. I'm almost halfway there. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. You won yesterday's birthday game, dude. I did. You were uh, behind two to nothing, and you rallied back to win three to two. Mm-hmm. And now you only trail two days to one. Well, I say that. Did I spit in your eye? No, I'm just a cat. The cat. <laughs> the cat's getting me. Oh, I'm sorry. The reason I say that about me only working nine days is we're only playing nine birthday games this month. So, I mean, that means it's tight and compact. So, you were down two days to none. Now you've rallied back to make it two days to one. You need to stay in this thing, okay, John? Why? <laughs> you know, I have no answer to that. Good morning, Jonathan. <laughs> Good morning, Brian. How are you doing over there? I'm, I'm doing great. You know, uh, even though I lost the birthday game yesterday, anytime I get to spend a day with, with my two best friends is a good day. 
So you seeing them after the show? Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's uh, awesome. Oh, lefty and righty. <laughs> Dude, your first week at your new job, and we let people know that you had left the Parks and Recreation Department. You headed back into finance to high-level finance in eastern North Carolina. Yeah. Right? Uh, he makes uh, change at the NASCAR track. He now. makes change. No, at the little uh, track in Jacksonville. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the car, no, the Cargrant County Raceway. Yeah, well, I wear one of those quarter belts. I'm just coming out and <laughs> slinging them out. <laughs> I love it. How's the job, dude? It's good. Uh, you, you know, a lot of people complain about going to work, but so far, I've you know, I've got a little drive into work. It's okay. Usually, I go across the street to a sporting goods store and uh, you go into their little golf demo room and hit some golf balls on lunch. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. How, how are you hitting them? With uh-huh. a stick. <laughs> go ahead. No. Doctor. Yeah, pretty. I mean. It, yeah, it's been a while since I've golfed, but you know, after the first day, I was I started hitting them pretty square. So it's feeling feeling a lot better now. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Well, uh, you got to admit though, you've got you miss stroking Charlie Casey's. Uh, I never beard once did every that. Day. Really? Yeah. You know, I stroke it quite often. Yeah. 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 When he would let me, I mean, he's got. Well, I've got my own. So you do have your own, but it's 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 still it's not as full. Uh, it's full, but it's not as long as Charlie's. Well, I, I trim it back because you know, you know, like Charlie, if I don't trim it back every so often, there'll be a family of chipmunks living in there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but today's Corey Povar's birthday too. We'll get to that at the end of it. Did you left him the week of his birthday? What a what kind of a person <laughs> are you, Jonathan Massey? Well, I left him. Uh, my last day was what. June 30th, so it has been a while. Uh, Jonathan, or I'm sorry, John Dawson, you won yesterday. You rallied back from down two to nothing. You win three to two. Why don't you tell us about Jacques Passleg and Goeco Office Automation? Well, if you go see Jacques down at Goeco Office Automation, you will not smell tuna. What you'll smell down there is success because that's all that man knows how to do. If he try, if he like opens a window, jumps out of it, he'll land in a pile of money. That's how this guy's business acumen is off the charts. So if you want to get a little bit of that special, mystical, magical money dust that just emanates from him, go down and see Jacques at GoEco. Back to you, Brian. I like it. Now, when you said when you said that about jumping in a pile of money, what was the duck that used to do that? Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Yes, I pictured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he did it into a pile of coins, which I'm 100% certain would have actually killed him. <laughs> yeah, probably. But he would, like, swim in them yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah, he would have, like, on that, that uh, you know, like that unitard, like yeah. uh, blue and white striped swimsuit, and he well, would. We can't dive say in. that word anymore. Okay, that's not acceptable any longer. Okay. It's Eastern North Carolina. There's a lot of stuff that's acceptable here. Come on now, that was funny, John Dawson. I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. <laughs> there you go. I wasn't laughing. I was oh, stifling uh, a, uh, a cough. A cough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, how can we get a hold of Jacques Passleg over there, Jonathan Massey? Uh, we give him, you pick up the phone, dial 252. 252. 286. 286. Hey, do these last two or last four digits in your Scrooge McDuck voice, okay? I can't say. I just <laughs> make the noise. I can't say any oh, words. Okay. 53. 53. 53. 54. 54. <laughs> there you go. That was awesome. And what about websites to reach uh, our good friend Jacques? GoEcoNC.com. What is GoEco.com? And a little side hustle website that he is, uh, you know, noted on, Bucklesberry.com. There you go. I mm. like it. I like it a lot. Let's jump into today's birthday game here, John Dawson. Mm-hmm. He invented the Rubik's Cube. It's Ernio Rubik of Hungary. 
Mm. The day is his birthday. Did you ever play with the Rubik's Cube? Yes. I did too, man. I, were you good at it? I got three sides solved once. Why wow. I gave up? I got to where I was actually pretty good at it. Have you, you seen? You busted those? it and put it back together. You ain't lying. He took the stickers off. You know, <laughs> do, stickers do, off. I'm not making this up. There was a time when you could actually just go buy new stickers and put it on yours like you had solved it. You could go I buy the stickers. That. But somebody, have you seen figured, those somebody like Kramer, a real life Kramer, figured that, and they, you know, what can I say? But what I like, did you ever see those old videos of the people that could solve a mix up a Rubik's cube and they could solve it in 20 moves? Yeah, the, most of them ended up on a tower with a rifle later in life. <laughs> That's true, too. Ernio, and it is. It's O with a tilde above it. Ernio Rubik of mm-hmm. Hungary. How old is he today over there, John Dawson? And yes, still alive today. 88. You say 88. Did you play with a Rubik's Cube, Jonathan Massey? No, but I had a good reason. Why? I was afraid I wouldn't be able to solve it, and it would have made me mad, and I probably would have thrown it through a window. Yeah, that's that's your OCD. Both of my kids played with mine. I think we still have it somewhere. Did, were they good at it? They were about like the dad. <laughs> about like their dad. <sighs> Thank God they got their mom's intelligence and their mom's looks and all that. That's all I got to say, okay? I, I have no, uh, no way to argue. There you go. Ernio Rubik, he says 88. You say... 87. He was born July 13th, 1944. Only 79 today. How about that? So, mm-hmm. uh, so the Germans would have us believe. No, that's hung- Hungary. Hungary. I Hungary. said what I said, Brian. There you go. 79 today. So you get the first one there, Jonathan Massey. You lead one to nothing. Listen, I and I know he's one of your favorites too, John. We've talked about him before. He's made some of my favorite, my most favorite movies of all time, including Almost Famous, Say Anything, Jerry Maguire, Vanilla Sky, Elizabeth Town. I mean, these are just movies. Fast Times. No, that was. Yeah, he didn't know it was. Fast Times at Ridgemont. That was his first movie. Was Fast Times. Who is it? Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. I, I just, I'm a fan. I mean, I, dude, I'm telling you, uh, Almost Famous. It's definitely in my top ten favorite movies of all time, dude. Mm. Did you not like it? I haven't seen it. Is that the one that's loosely based on his uh, his time with Rolling Stone? You've never seen Almost I've Famous. I've seen bits and pieces. It just didn't. It wasn't doing anything for me. Sorry, Kate Hudson. One of the bands is based on the Allman Brothers, mm-hmm. Backwater or strip something. Dude, that's Water. the main the band yeah. that he follows around, and it, it's based loosely on him following. The uh, Almond Brothers. The Almond Brothers around yeah. as a 16-year-old. Or no, actually, I think it was 15. Yeah. And writing for uh, Rolling Stone magazine. He, he puts a Who song of reference in pretty much every movie he makes. He's a big uh, fan of that. And he's also my hero because he was married to um, Nancy Wilson. From Heart. Heart. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Give us one there, uh, Jonathan. <coughs> I'm sorry, Linda. She hates him, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> And if I don't do it with the hand, he gets I, all upset. I do. Well, it's just it's awesome. Okay, uh, Cameron Crowe, Jonathan Massey. Uh, do you you like those movies? Right? Do you ever see Almost Famous? Yeah. Tell him. Pretty. That good. is a good movie, dude. Well, which if he's tried to watch it, you know, and it didn't do. Well, anything he said for he didn't him. try to watch. He just saw bits and pieces of it. Eh. If I <laughs> lent it to you, would you watch it? Probably not. <laughs> Least appreciate the honesty. That's what I said. I appreciate the honesty. Okay, Cameron Crowe. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? 60, 64. You say 64. John Dawson, how old is Cameron Crowe? 
63. You said 64. He was born July 13th, 1957. He's uh. 66 today. So congratulations, Massey. You get that one. Again, for the second day in a row, you've uh, taken a two to nothing lead. Let's see if you can do what you did yesterday there, John Dawson. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's arguing, and it's your turn, Dawson. He's arguably the greatest basketball player in ACC history. And that's according to Michael Jordan. David, David Thompson. Thompson. Goodness gracious, got that in stereo for both of you. He really think, and I, you know what? It's hard to disagree well, with that. Young Jordan wanted to go to state because of him, if I remember he did, correctly. Yep. David Thompson from Shelby, North Carolina, he went to Crest High, went to Crest High School. A good dude. I've interviewed him a few times, and uh, he won what the seventy-three championship. Seventy-four. Seventy-four. Seventy-three. They uh, he was. They were banned from the uh, NCAA tournament for recruiting violations. Uh, and, if uh, only they knew knew now or knew then what they know now. Yeah, no joke. But David Thompson, John Dawson, how old is he today? Very nice guy too. Let me say that. Somebody he kind he and Phil Ford are a lot alike. That they both made mistakes mm-hmm. in their lives and they openly admit to it. Although I'm still mad at Phil Ford for not coming on the show after he said he would. Yeah, that's that's not in. a that's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he not know that we're the small business of of, of the year award winner in Lenora County? Why would he not want to come on our show? No comment from either one of it's you. Carolina grad for you. There you go, David Thompson. 69. You say 69. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? I was going to say this before that, so I'm going to stick with it. 70. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. He was born July the 13th in the year of the Lord, 1953. So 70 years old today. A good guess there, though, John Dawson. But guess what? What? It's time to sound the alarm. <laughs> As Jonathan winds it up over there. Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey has a perfect game going. He's up three to nothing. And I know this is one of your favorite people. We have, we've had his birthday the last several years. You always speak so well of him, Jonathan Massey. Uh, I loved him in Star Trek The Next Generation, but his voice is everywhere. It's... Oh, um... Stewart. Yep. yep. Patrick yep. Stewart. Love Patrick Stewart. I know you do. Why do you love <clears throat> Patrick Stewart so much? Well, one, he's genuinely just a good guy. But he's quietly one of the funniest people in Hollywood like and not comedian I mean he just he's unintentionally funny and I think he told a story and I, if you have to bleep any of it I understand mm-hmm. he told a story on uh, the Graham Norton show which is a talk show over in the UK very funny show by the way yeah oh, there's, everybody's been on that and yeah. they're, they're, somehow they're funnier on that show than they are over here well that show's a comedy show that's the difference <laughs> well, and then they, they allow them to say pretty much whatever they want mm-hmm. but he uh, he and his wife Patrick Stewart and his wife are having an argument about whether or not he was circumcised <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he's I love where this story's going John Dawson and he, he finally told his wife he's like I've had this for X number of years I should know and he's like, so coincidentally, I had a doctor's appointment the next day. I said, hey, doc, while you're down there, I am circumcised, right? And the doctor looked at him, looked down, looked back up and went, not. <laughs> so he was actually wrong about what he wanted. Oh, my God. That is funny. I was going to say he was a cool guy for all the reasons Massey said, but also there's a YouTube clip. Uh, type in Patrick Stewart, uh, Battered Women, and he uh, he's giving a speech somewhere. It's like at a Comic-Con. It's just a Star Trek fan thing or something. 
And this woman says, I want to thank you for your work with battered women. And he goes into this thing about how his mom was battered by his dad. Then he also says, and later on I figured out my dad was that way because he had a mental health issue that we didn't know about. And that allowed him to, and it's just, he stops the thing and goes and hugs the woman. It's just like a very genuine person. So I've been a fan ever since. And he's fun. Like you said, he's great and his Saturday night His Saturday Night Live when he hosted was hysterical. The whole show was funny. I will have to check that out. What is uh, the guy that plays Gandalf? Ian uh, McKellen? Yes. Sir Ian McKellen. They're they're like best friends. They've they've got a one-man show. Those two. You get those two together, that is is prime time stuff. That's awesome. Patrick Stewart. Uh, Jonathan, it's your turn. How old today is Patrick Stewart? 82. You say 82. What do you say over there, Dizzle? You got to break up this perfect game. 81. <laughs> he was born July 13th, 1940. He's 83 today. If you'd have gone the other direction, John Dawson, you'd have got that right. But you know what this means, Jonathan Massey? Get that siren warmed up over there. Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey, a four to nothing here in this by, birthday game. By the way, do you know how to keep a moron in suspense? How? Wait, I'll tell you next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Bastard. <laughs> so anyway, uh, four to nothing. It goes back to you here, John Dawson. He's got he's got another Indiana Jones movie down. And I haven't a great, seen it. A great one, by the oh, way. Oh, you saw it? It was great. Okay. Well, yeah. tell us a little bit, but uh, it's Harrison Ford's birthday. Well, you can't go see it because it's more than two hours, so I don't want you to have a need a diaper change. Well, but, and I've not seen any <laughs> of the other ones. Shouldn't I have to watch the other ones before I go it see It would mean one? a lot more, yes. Yeah. I just, and there's nothing against him. I like Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah. really good movies, and this new one is really good. I just had a hair come out of my Nobody mouth. Nobody on the radio needed to know that. <laughs> oh, okay. Not even anybody. <laughs> not even you? No. Oh, okay. And that Especially. won't come off my finger. Okay. Especially not him. Back to the Harrison Ford conversation. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's an outstanding, it's a great popcorn movie, and it's designed to be seen in a theater. Okay. Now, if you've got a setup like you, okay, but the average person with an average normal television, it's a great movie there, but it, this is meant to be seen in a theater. Uh, on the uh, John Dawson one star to five star rating, what would you give it? As a as a what, out of ten, or is that what no no one to five one to five. As a popcorn movie, I give it a strong four. Wow, are you a hair? Are you a Indiana Jones guy? Not really. I just never got into Indiana Jones. I, I'm sure I would like them. I just never even started. It's kind of how I like it because I've never seen the Rockies. I think I would like the Rockies if I ever watched My favorite them. Harrison Ford movie is Blade Runner, but and Indiana Jones is the type of movie I'll see it one time and then I'm, that's enough. But, I mean, the first half hour of it is just a relentless. I mean, you feel like you've been, you've been falling down a cliff for half an hour. It's just really wow. a lot of energy there. That kind of makes me want to see it. Well, I, it's, it's a great movie. Well, uh, Harrison Ford, uh, how old is he today over there, John Dawson? 81. We don't even have to go to the tiebreaker. Yes, he is. He was born July 13th. Did you know that? Well, in all the interviews. certain you said that. It sounded like you did. In all the interviews, he's been talking about, I'm 80 years old. So I figured <laughs> add one. Yeah. Well, what were you going to guess, Jonathan? Right around the 80, 81, okay. 82, something like and that. And the cool thing about the movie is they do not hide the fact that he's, I mean, the, the first half hour they do the de-aging and it shows something that happened back in the 40s. And it goes back to modern day, which in the movie is 1969, and he's 
got his yeah, 80-year-old man body. He's in his underwear. Picks up a bat to go yell at a neighbor. It's, they don't they don't hide from it at all. Wait, which wait, is wait, cool. no, wait a minute. Are you sure this wasn't a John Dawson introspective that you went and saw? You mean retrospect? Retros what did I say? Introspect. Yeah, retrospect. Yeah, good luck there, pal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I wish you would quit sending Jonathan and I those pictures of you with a bat in your underwear. And okay? the Indiana Jones movie also has Phoebe Waller-Cates from you the show. You request them. <laughs> the Indiana Jones movie also has Phoebe Waller-Cates. I think I've got her name right from the show Fleabag, which is my favorite show of the last five years. She's in it. Would you believe tomorrow is her birthday and she's part of the birthday game tomorrow? She's one of my current favorites. I have no idea how old she is. Okay, don't cheat and look it up between now and tomorrow, okay? I, I don't care enough to do that. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you broke up the perfect game, though. You do care enough for that. It, uh, you beat it 4-1, to one, or uh, you lose 4-1, to one, but you broke up the perfect game. Some local birthdays here. Corey Povar, the aforementioned Corey Povar we talked about about 15 minutes ago. What would you like to say to Corey over there, dude? Jonathan? Well, Corey, I just want to uh, say happy birthday. Give Jess my best. Uh, she's, she's really the glue in that family. Uh, if anybody is lucky to have somebody, as Corey is lucky to have Jess. That poor woman. Because <laughs> Corey looks every bit of his age, which I'm assuming is 45 now. You know what? I need to let you. Hold on. I can look it I up. I think he's quick. like a year older than me, Ryan. I think he's 35. 86. <laughs> not oh, he's not how old as he's, not, year, old he's as not a year older than me yeah 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 uh, i'm saying he's not as old as i feel uh <laughs> no he doesn't have his age it just says his birthday is today but it doesn't say how old he is though yeah two great kids wonderful wife and then Corey. <laughs> Corey i love it uh, happy birthday Corey! as he's uh he is also not in charge not only in charge the Parks and Recreation Department, he's in charge of the Kensal North County Sports Hall of Fame, too, who we are going to have our ceremony, our induction ceremony, on August 19th. Oh, so clear your that's my grandma's stuff. birthday. Well, uh, won't you bring her to the nah. Kensal North County Sports Hall of Fame? No shot. And Brian wants her to make a cake. Yes. Will she make us a cake? It's her birthday, not yours. But you would think she would want to make a cake for us for her birthday. My logic there is so unsound. Hey, it's also Paul Dunn III's birthday, a PD3, as I like to call him. He's got some great sons who have uh, played college basketball all over the country. Yep, one is now in Houston. I think so. Yeah, like yep, Damien's playing for Houston. Yeah, Damien's at Houston. Uh, one of his sons, I believe, is an assistant coach or, like, director of basketball operations at Tennessee right now. Is that Darnell or I, Darius? I think it's Darnell. Darnell's the oldest. That yeah, played. I think I it's Darnell. He played at Pepperdine. Yeah, he played at Pepperdine. Yeah, that's who it is. He's uh, at Tennessee now, I believe. And uh, doing great, too. Listen, thank you so much for listening to today's uh, show. Want to thank again uh, Shane Albee in our first hour, uh, Danielle Bryant also in our first hour, and then my dear friend Jennifer Schrader in her second hour. Tomorrow's show you are not going to want to miss. Paul Whittington in our first hour. We'll have Danielle back on also in our first hour. Then in our second hour, Craig Hill, Nick Harvey the second, Jay Wilson. We're going to have the Kinston basketball draft. Uh, the four of us are going to do a snake draft of the best basketball players in Kinston basketball history. And then you, dear listener, will get to decide who picked the best team. Hey, have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>